This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network, presented by Prize Picks. Code MMN at Prize Picks gets you a deposit match of up to $100. You may know if you're watching this on the video version that you cannot see me on the screen. In fact, you're looking at my injury cheat sheet right now because today we're updating all of the injuries of note, updating the rankings and going through our props of the week. I don't have power where I'm at, I'm in the middle of a hurricane. So it was either plug in the camera and not be able to record the sound or record the sound and not be able to record my video. And frankly, I would only have a camera and no light. So it would just be me in the dark. So this is what we're going to get. I'm powering through it. Probably no Sunday morning start sit show. Hopefully my power comes back and I can do that. Uh, but we're just trying to wait it out here. It's looking like it's going to be a few days until we have everything back and going. Uh, maybe a Sunday night show if things you know, pick up some steam. But if not, I will talk to you all on Monday on Fantasy Football Picks and Bets for the waiver report and the updated injuries. Remember to subscribe to Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, wherever it is. You got me on Saturdays and Mondays, Tambo on Wednesday evenings for the Thursday night Island Games. It's good stuff. Let's talk about prize picks to start off, though. And I've got a bunch of stuff in play. I got a bunch of college football stuff in play. It's funny. The most money I've made off prize picks uh, throughout the course of my my year and a half, two years on prize picks so far has been through MMA, USFL, and college football, three sports that I don't watch. And I just trust the projection systems. And then all of a sudden it works out pretty good um, for NFL. It's like 50, 50 here. Uh, when I go off, like my own gut picks never turns out. Well, I trust run turns out a little bit better, but here's my gut play of the week starting off. It's just really scummy. So this is what I, this is what I've devolved into already into week three of the season. Jawan Johnson of the saints tight end more than 25 and a half receiving yards. And even in that Colts game, uh, Kalen Granson over 14 and a half receiving yards and which should be I think that the Colts do keep it somewhat close but you know, if I'm wrong they're going to be playing catch up this entire game Carolina's defense super soft too they're giving up a bunch I mean when you can have Tanner Hudson put up numbers on you and that other guy Bellinger on the Giants score touchdowns Jawan Johnson's actively involved running more then 70% routes on dropbacks for Jameis Winston so far this season. He is the receiving back, old trout face. He's the blocking back, and that's how we're doing things in the Saints offense. So I like both of these ones. Uh, I also played this. I, I rarely ever get into the defensive type of props, but I really do like these ones. The Titans one's going to be a little bit iffy solely because, you know, but Dupree not going to play uh, their pass rush has been decimated a little bit, but still quite good. So the thing that I look for, and honestly, I, I like football outsiders a lot. The two things that I use it for the most are the offensive and defensive lines and just looking at adjusted sack rates each way. Adjusted sack rates is essentially the number of sacks that you give up in terms of the dropbacks that you have. So like, you know, Justin Fields only been sacked five times this year, but he's been sacked on 15% of dropbacks because they never pass. So you do want to get yourself into a high volume situation in that regard and then try to figure it out from there. This is also how I do the defensive numbers as well. I'm trying to find a DraftKings or a streaming DST for the week if people ever want to know. Basically, in terms of adjusted sack rate, you look at the offensive line, who gives up the most, go on over to defense. Jesus Christ, come on, calm down, football outsiders. I, I, I like your menu and all. Then you go to defensive line, and just go the other way who gets the most sacks uh, per drop back and just try to find the highest team on the defensive list and the lowest team on the offensive list. And that's what we found this week in terms of overall pressure, Tennessee generating almost a 10% adjusted sack rate, dropping the quarterback once every 10 dropbacks. Then we switch to the other side of the ball. Uh, it's a close game. Um, and you see that Vegas 
gets or Derek Carr gets sacked, you know, nine of what is it would be nine percent. So it'd be, yeah, just around nine percent of the time on dropback. So one in eleven times that he goes back. So that's a nice match. And it feels like they're a bit undervalued. Uh, because you know, when you go to prize picks, you see a lot with like three, three and a half Titans. Everyone just assumes they have a beat bad defense because they do, but they can still sack the quarterback. So as long as you get Derek Carr passing the ball, like 35 times should be good to go. Same with the Buccaneers and the Packers. Uh, Rodgers getting dropped a ton. Hopefully they don't run a lot. And all for all the injuries that the Bucs have, their front seven's pretty good. And it remains good. Bakhtiari probably still not going to play either for the Packers. So their line is a sieve right now. The Colts uh, kind of go the opposite way. The Colts generate like very little pressure and no one gets sacked less, at least so far this season, than Patrick Mahomes. So there's a three play for you. Titans, Bucks over. Two sacks, two and a half sacks. Colts less than two sacks. Three seventy-five dollars on that pays three seventy-five. So it pays a quick five to one for us if we can go all three right. This was the run the Sims optimized play for the week. I really like this Brees Hall one, uh, especially. I don't love this Ben Skronek one, but yeah, you know, that's what the the Sims say. That's going to happen, but Brees Hall, more than seven rushing attempts. Uh, even if the Jets get down in that game, they should be pretty good to go. You can use the prize picks tool at runthesims.com to try to find them all. I try to pick and choose of the ones that are 80% and over and really try to hammer those if that's going to end up being the play. Runthesims.com slash Mayo will get you 10%, yeah, 10% off any entry level uh, in terms of weekly, monthly, yearly. I'd say just try to test out the month or the weekly and see if you like it and keep on from there this is just one of the tools and all based off the projections as you can see Brees Hall uh, 85% winner on over seven rushing attempts Skronek uh, 83% of two or more than two receptions in this game against the Cardinals for the Rams and let's see what else do we got on the go here and then I played a, a big a four play so it's Brees Hall I took one of the optimized plays with Brees Hall one of my favorites with Kalen Granson at 14 and a half receiving yards more Colts less than two sacks Titans more than two sacks hundred bucks pays a thousand bucks on that uh, I've been dwindling I, I took a big hit last week in both college and NFL hoping to get it back going this week on prize picks once again code MMN actually you can find just the link in the description it's probably the easiest way to do that isn't it if we're really thinking about it, but it's, if you go to prizepix.com code MMN, you get a $100 deposit match on your first deposit. Just hit the link down in the description. Also down in the description right now, we have the injuries for the week. Uh, there's going to be a new newsletter coming out on Saturday evening with all of the updates, but I do have the injuries updated in the link right now. If you just go click on it, I mean, if you're not subbed, you can still get access to it. It's just easier if you are subbed to the newsletter. So here's what we're looking at for the running backs. Brandon Bolden is going to play more than more on Bolden and the Raiders situation in a second. So you have Bolden, Dontrell Hilliard, both in from that same game, Vegas and Tennessee McCaffrey, Damian McCaffrey's in Damian Harris, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette are all likely going to play. Not for sure yet, but it's looking like they're going to play. James Conner is a game time decision. He has been trending towards playing against the Rams. I don't love him against the Rams, however. Josh Jacobs is the big one of the week. We'll swing back to him in a second. DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Damian Williams, Gio Bernard, all questionable to play. Damian Williams probably not going to play. Dobbins keeps practicing in full, but it seems like Baltimore is being very careful with J.K. Dobbins. We may see him. He might be a quote-unquote healthy scratch. Once again, pay attention to the active-inactive report on that. Even if he plays, I don't love him in this spot against the Patriots because I just don't know what his workload is going to be, and it's not the greatest matchup in 
in the world. DeAndre Swift is probably going to play for the Lions. Even just his efficiency is so through the roof that even if he only plays 48% of the snaps, he is a play against the Dolphins. Against the Vikings, sorry. Josh Jacobs is the big one that we're looking at here. So I still have Josh Jacobs ranked at number 15 in my running back rankings for the moment. And all I've seen of the discourse on Twitter so far is, oh my God, Zamir White bet him you know, first touchdown. And listen, that's not a bad market to get into. I think he was like a nine to one anytime touchdown. And we expect Zamir White to be the starting running back should Josh Jacobs not play in this game. Now, he had an illness. We don't know what the illness is. He wasn't able to travel with the team Friday. And everyone's like, oh my God, smash play of the week. Zamir White, $4,000 on DraftKings. But here's the thing. They have more planes that can leave on Saturday. Hell, even on Sunday morning, Saturday overnight, Josh Jacobs can still make this game. Now, if he doesn't travel to Tennessee on Saturday, now we're talking about real problems. So let's talk through what this could look like. First things first, in terms of DraftKings, $4,000. You would think that Zamir White would end up being one of the chalkier running backs. Just he's the min price running back. You jam him into all your lineups. Highly recommend you check out the PME episode with myself and Tambo from Friday, where we talk about the strategy for the week, how we want to use our lineups. This was information we did not have when we did that show. But even if it is Zamir White and he is the starter, what does that look like? is realistically what I want to get down to here. So let's go to run the Sims and we're going to go to the main slate on DraftKings and we're going to go click on that game and adjust our levels. I think that personally, I think that Josh Jacobs is going to play. He's probably going to be fine. And that's just where I would stick to it. And we have Brandon Bolden back this week too, who is primarily the receiving back out of that backfield, more so than Amir Abdullah. Abdullah stepped in last week in place of Bolden when Bolden was out with a hamstring injury. So let's just take Jacobs off the board. His 46% market share of rushes. We're going to drop Derek Carr down to 7%. What do we have left here? We have 50% to put someone. Let's put it all to Zamir White. So he was at 11%. We're going to add 50 for 61% of the rushes. Uh, we're just basically going to jimmy this over. We're going to add like another 50% to Zamir White's touchdown market share here and make Josh Jacobs zero. We're just eliminating J Josh Jacobs from the game to see if we can, what the numbers look like in this circumstance. And this is how you should get a good gauge of whether or not Zamir White is going to be worth it. If he's available in your season long league right now, you might need a running back. You have Josh Jacobs. You need to go pick him up in case this happens. It's going to cost you nothing at the moment. So that is only sensible, but do you get into a situation where are you actually going to start Zamir White at $4,000 on DraftKings. Yeah, you're probably going to play him and hope that he gets the 61% market share of the rushes and Brandon Bolden isn't as involved as we think. I don't think that Amir Abdullah will be that involved either. So we're going to bump up Brandon Bolden to a 24% share as well in the Raiders backfield in terms of rushes. So now we're looking at this 4% of Josh Jacobs. We're I doubt, I mean, even if he was getting 4%, that'd be kind of crazy. We'll just bump up that 4% on to, uh, let's go here, 5.4% on to Zamir White. Now, if you're listening to the audio version, I'm doing this on my screen share. So that's why I'm trying to talk th through this and do all the numbers. So that's basically what it looks like. I think if Bolden plays, just X out Abdullah, and we're going to put those on to... Brandon Bolden, if he's back healthy, as we saw week one, he is likely the receiving back. So now we're good. We've made everything equal 100%. Uh, points scored in this game, 22 for Tennessee, 24. That's all based on the two-point spread of this game. You can always configure those around. You're like, hey, I think Tennessee wins. What does that look like? You can run a lot of different scenarios. But we're just going to run this right now. 
I run the slate 10,000 times. This is just running simulations. That's all Run the Sims does. So runthesims.com slash Mayo. Once again, if you want to get into this a little bit more and change things around, I'm just trying to use this as an example of how this looks. So when we think about like the optimals for DraftKings, we still don't have Zamir White up there. Zamir White is still pretty low down on the list. He does appear in the optimal lineup. If And, and the circumstance that I just gave him is basically the Josh Jacob plus role of filling in for him. So he might, touch the ball 30% of the time for all I know. They might use Brennan Bolden a little bit more. They might use Amir Abdullah running the ball far more than we might think. But this is just a one-for-one one example of how this looks and almost basically what his upside would be. He would appear in the optimal lineup around 9% of the time. He'd become a really good play on DraftKings if this is the case. For reference, although he's $1,100 more, Chase Edmonds actually ends up being in the optimal lineup still more so than Zamir White in that circumstance. So that's something to consider when you're moving forward of how good is this really going to be? So let's look at the, what the stats actually tell us from this. You can see the top 10 all the way down to Gibson. Zamir White's not there. Where is Zamir White? Here he is. He comes in just behind James Conner, just ahead of Devin Singletary, still behind James Robinson and Michael Carter and Chase Edmonds, AJ Dillon, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Gibson. So essentially he's a low end running back too with potential upside, but a huge bust potential as well his overall stats of what i just put in for the week would be 15 carries 66 yards and half a touchdown on the ground in the receiving game a catch and a half on two targets i understand that you can't have a catch and a half this is just what projections tell us for 12 yards that would equal him out as a median projection of 12.5 fantasy points in full point ppr scoring that's what we're looking at who does that make him better than well, does that make him better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? On a medium basis, yeah, by a slight amount, if he gets all of that workload. So realistically, when I'm thinking about the rankings and I'm putting him in, so let's jump over to the running back ranking. So I take out Josh Jacobs at number 15. Where do I put him in? I'm pretty sure it will come in. You know what? I like Damian Pierce more than I like James Robinson this week. I'm going to change that one up here in a second. I'm going to move Pierce up to right behind A.J. Dillon, and I think that I would go... Zamir White in between James Robinson and Devin Singletary. That would make him running back number 21 for the week. So that's where Zamir White would fall if Josh Jacobs is out for me. Uh, again, when I put in the 61% workload for him, obviously it looks pretty good. Uh, that's someone that you can play in your lineup and there's potential upside if you can score touchdowns. But again, we don't know what that role is going to be. Keep that in mind as we move forward. Wide receiver injuries for the week. Well, it's not really an injury, I suppose, but Mike Evans ain't playing for the Bucks. He is suspended for one game after mixing it up with Marshawn Lattimore. Sammy Watkins is out for the Green Bay Packers. Christian Watson is trending towards being out as well with his hamstring injury. Uh, it was reported earlier on that he had a limited practice on Friday. He did not. He did not practice on the official injury report. So keep an eye on him. Might be a lot of Lazard who was taken off, a lot of Romeo Dibbs, uh, maybe some more Bob Dunyan this week. We'll see. Hunter Renfro is out with a concussion. We can do this pretty easy and just go back to that Raiders game and see what we got going on. Uh, obviously, a lot of... The workload is going to be put onto Mac Collins. That is the expectation. We've been seeing him. I've seen Mac Collins play enough for the Dolphins over the years that he, he loves a good, like, three catches. Like, that's essentially all he's good for. Maybe he can break one out. I would actually expect that we see more Foster Moreau in this game than anything else. Like, Mac Collins has the body of the tight end. Don't forget that. So he was playing in a lot of these two-receiver sets uh, when they were running the ball a ton and trying to play big in the 12 formation. I could see recently activated Keelan Cole getting a little 
bit more run in this circumstance too. Like Keelan Cole's no scrub by any means. Maybe Tyron Johnson is the one who goes out there. I wouldn't just be, look, $3,300 on DraftKings. I get it. That makes a ton of sense to me in terms of trying to play a cheap guy because you can jam in all of the top end guys that you want. But if Matt Collins, like we still only have him at a 13% target share. Like that's not great by any stretch of the imagination that's highly elevated for Mac Collins. What does that give Mac Collins? We'll see right here. You can see that's 2.6 catches on 4.6 targets, 33 yards at 7.2 fantasy points. He only scores a touchdown. Now that's 13 or 14 fantasy points. All of a sudden he looks great at $3,300. Just know we haven't projected at 5% ownership on DraftKings at the moment. He might end up coming in more than that, especially if Rashad Perriman doesn't play at, you know, we had him at 6% ownership before this, this will get updated again on Sunday morning with more accurate ownership. We're still more than 24 hours out from lock. So it can only be so good. Like realistically, we saw all the routes that Paris Campbell ran last week and we see the projections are almost identical and 1% is probably even too high for Paris Campbell after he put up goose eggs. I don't love Paris. I'm not saying play Paris Campbell, but between the two, if you really had to make a choice and if Holland ends up at like 7% and Paris Campbell's like 0.2% in a game where they should be throwing a ton, I mean, why not take that chance? Maybe he's just not suited and equipped to be a number one wide receiver with Michael Pittman being back. So keep an eye on that. What else do we have here? Chris Godwin out along with Mike Evans. Kyle Phillips likely out for Tennessee. Van Jefferson likely out. Rondell Moore, Veluz Jones, Wendale Robinson, Kadarius Tony. Both those Monday night guys will know more on Saturday evening, but both are not expected to play. None of them are. Julio Jones is a game-time decision for the Bucs, but it's leaning towards out for him for a second consecutive week right now. Keenan Allen's also going to be a game-time decision, as are a bunch of Chargers, like Donald Parham and Justin Herbert. More on that in a sec. Michael Gallup looks like he's going to play, but the rumor is it's going to be limited snaps. I'd still go Noah Brown and CD over Michael Gallup for this week, but it'll be nice to see him back on the field. Andy Isabella, Gabe Davis, Jacoby Myers, Alec Pierce, KJ Hamler, and Traquan Smith, all likely to play this week. Then you have Russell Gage, Michael Pittman, Jerry Judy, and Devin Duvernay. I would expect Gage, Pittman, and Judy to play for sure. And Duvernay, I have no idea because I can't find any reports on whether or not he passed concussion protocol as of yet. So keep that in mind. Not that you were going to play Duvernay anyway, but if he's active, bet the unders on Duvernay because that's always the nice way to go. QBs, Jimmy G starting for the San Francisco 49ers Sunday evening against the Denver Broncos. Then you have Justin Herbert with this rib problem. The spread would indicate that he ain't playing in this game, but I do think that he's going to give it a go. We'll see. It's going to be really difficult to fathom about with Justin Herbert. Obviously, that's a later game in the day, so I wouldn't. I'm going to probably bump him down. I had him at number like seven or something like that in the QB rankings. Probably going to have to bump him down to the teens because you're just not going to have as many options if he is a late second scratch. Hopefully, we'll know in the morning. We can adjust properly to all this, but. That spread went from seven to three very quickly. And that means they thought Herbert was going to play all week. And now they have no idea if Herbert's going to play or not. So there's throwing that line out there and to see what happens. Tight end Brevin Jordan is out for the Texans. Dalton Schultz is out for the Dallas Cowboys. Kittle Parham and Isaiah likely are all likely in for the Niners, the Chargers and the Ravens. And you have TJ Hawkinson, Hayden Hurst, CJ Uzma. Dawson Knox and CJ Uzma again. They doubled up. I doubled him up there just so you don't miss it. Cause I like Tyler Conklin this week. I like him a lot less if CJ Uzama's back against his former team, just splitting those snaps up too much. 
Don't love that whatsoever. I initially had him at number 14 in the tight end rankings. He would take a plummet down the list. If Uzama is out last second, however, people will probably be off Conklin. You can go back onto Conklin if you start looking at props for Conklin at the week. He's like three, three and a half, and it's all plus money for the overs. If Uzama sits, I would recommend even just doing a same game parlay with Tyler Conklin over receptions, over yardage, and it'll probably pay upwards of three and a half, four to one based on the juice money on the under right now because you're getting plus money on the over. You can find all the rankings down in the description. Again, just sub to the newsletter. All the cheat sheets will be in there. And prizepicks.com. Code MMN to get a deposit match of up to $100. We're all safe here in the hurricane. Don't worry about us. I got a generator going. We got power. The kids are fine. Everyone in the city seems to be fine. No fatalities, no injuries, nothing like that. Just got a lot of trees down, a lot of power lines down. So hopefully we can be back, have a start sit show, have a Sunday night show. I can get all my lineups in. We get back to having some uh, nice AC inside of this house over here. But thank you all for watching. Again, MMN at Prize Picks. Don't forget that. This was Fantasy Football Picks and Bets. See you next time.